Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Judges chapter 4. We're just going to call this one Girl Boss because, man, there is a lady in this chapter who just absolutely, I mean, she's just a girl boss. She's amazing. We're going to get into that in just a moment. As always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel on the podcast. You are my favorites. Make sure that you are leaving us a five-star review. Also, let us know how you're interacting with God's Word. Take this and share this with somebody because, man, we are building a community one day at a time of people who are just reading God's Word together. Also, make sure you go to the Facebook group over the Bible Breakdown discussion and and let us know how you're encountering God's Word. I'd asked you a, a question yesterday. I was talking about the idea of digging deeper into what the angel of the Lord is. Let us know what you found, and let's do this thing called life together. Well, if you've got your Bibles, want to open them up with me to Judges chapter 4 out of the New Living Translation. Once again, we believe that Samuel, the last judge of Israel before the kings came, he's writing all this down. And you can imagine how many times he is just putting his hand to his head and just saying, okay, I don't know why we did that. But we sure did. (laughs) And I don't know. And so yesterday we were talking about this guy, Ehud, the left-handed ninja, who just goes and just stabs a fool in his stomach. But hey, you know what? It it had to be done. And the overall theme of all these chapters is, look, don't be stupid. (laughs) Follow God. The cycle of sin stinks. A nicer way of saying it is, don't do life your way. Do life God's way. Otherwise, so someone's going to stab a fool, <laughs> but hopefully not, right? And what we're going to see today is after Ehud's death, you're going to be surprised. Turns out Israel does evil in the sight of God again, and they need a deliverer, a judge again. But notice this time who God raises up. It's going to be awesome, okay? We're going to read this, and it's going to be great. And if you're ready, here we go. Judges chapter 4, verse 1 says this. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. And the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Hashrath Hogim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah, the wife of Liptoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at the time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Rephaim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day, she sent for Barak, son of uh, Abinam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. And she said to him, what is, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over them. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied. I will go with you, but you will receive no honor for this venture. 
for the Lord's victory of Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. <laughs> so Deborah went to Barak of Kadesh, and at Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Now, Heber the Kenite and the descendants of Moses' brother-in-law were the descendants of Moses' brother-in-law at Hobab, had moved away from the other members of the tribes and pitched his tent by the oak of Zimin near Kadesh. Then Sisera was told that Barak, the son of Abinam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So he called all 900 of his iron chariots and all his warriors, and they marched from Harasheth Hegoim to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, Get ready. This day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and his chariots uh, and warriors into a panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Heshereth Hagoim, killing all Sisera's warriors, and not a single one of them was left alive. All right, so so far you could see that Deborah, a, a lady, a female, is one of the judges. So for all those people that talk about how the Old Testament is all this and all that, Deborah blows all that out of the water. God has raised her up to be a judge. And Deborah tells Barak, listen, I'm going to go with you, but if I go with you, then people are going to say that the battle was won by a woman. Now, you might think she was talking about herself, but here we go. Are you ready for this? Verse 17. Oh, Lord, help us. Meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because Heber's family was friendly on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anybody comes and asks you if anyone is here, just say no. So when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tin peg in her hand. Then... She drove the tent peg through his temple into the ground. And so he died. <laughs> is that not like the, well, yeah. She took a tent peg, which is a really long nail, and a hammer, and drove him into the ground. And shockingly enough, when a really large nail goes through your head, he died. Verse 22, when Barak came along and saw Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said, Come, I will show you the man you are looking for. So he went and followed her into the tent and found Sisera lying there in the dead with the tent peg through his temple. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. Can I just tell you? I got no words. So, what can we take from this? Don't let tent pegs go through your temple. Because if you do, you're going to die. <laughs> no, I, I think the number one thing here is, is that when God is ready to deliver you, he's going to do it. 
And sometimes he's going to do it in a way that really has nothing to do with you. This reminds me of it, the, uh, the Torah where it says in the book of Numbers that there was a guy named Balaam who was trying to curse Israel. He was trying to do a bad thing for a bad reason, and God wouldn't let him do it. And the whole time he's doing that, Israel has no idea. They, they don't know that there's this, this spiritual war happening where Balaam is trying to curse Israel and God's saying, no, get out of here, and all that back and forth. All they know is, is that they, God helped them. And can I tell you, there's so many different times in your life when bad people have had bad intentions for bad reasons and God didn't let it happen. There's a million little miracles that happen every day. And while Barak is fighting and he's trying to find Sisera and trying to, to kill him, he has no idea while that's happening, Joker's got a tent peg going through his temple and being killed by a third party who's got nothing to do with the battle. And so to me, the application here is, is that when you do life God's way, God has a way of working out miracles that you may not ever even know about. There's times when people plotted things against you and you're never going to know because God took care of it. There's things that you didn't even know you needed because before you needed it, God made a way. And so can I encourage you every day when you pray, take a moment to thank God for the million little miracles that you don't even know to be thankful for. Because while you are fighting your own battle somewhere else, God's putting a ten peg <laughs> through your spiritual enemies somewhere else. Let's pray together today. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much, Lord, that, that in these stories we're able to find spiritual principles. And today a spiritual principle is that, God, you take care of us more than we realize. You're with us more than we can imagine. I pray today that we will be thankful for the miracles we know nothing about, the ways you have kept us, and the ways you continue to keep us. Thank you, God, for your word. And thank you, God, for the headache that we don't have because we're not the dude and judges for. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, God's word says the whole thing about judges is in those days, Israel had no king. They did, the people did what was ever seemed right in their own eyes. Do you want to have peace in your life? Don't live life your way. Live life God's way. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Judges chapter 5.